whoo-wee, you guys. I just went all over the church trying to find a mirror for this message. And all the mirrors I could find were attached to walls. And I swear I've been in every room in this building. And then I finally found this in the sacristy. We will use it in just a minute. Hooray. Thanks to, I'm guessing, Pastor Sherry, maybe Pastor John, who keeps this on hand to check before worship services. Anyways, I was looking for a mirror because uh, today's sermon is a children's message for adults or for children's message for all ages. And you know the deal. If you've been around here, the way we do children's messages is what's called an object lesson. So we have a bag. We reach into the bag. We pull out an object. We connect it to our Bible story. And that's how we do it. So um, I've got several objects here, including the mirror. Um, but let's, let's start with our passage first, right? So our Bible reading. Thanks to Nancy for reading it, including those crazy names. Um, this reading is obviously Jesus' instructions to his disciples. He's sending them out to do the work. And we always get this reading during the season of Pentecost. So that tells us that this reading is also supposed to be instructions for us on how to do the work that Jesus wants us to do. So what are what is the work? <laughs> what, what are we supposed to be doing? What does it mean to be a follower of Jesus, a Christian, a disciple? And not like, what does it mean intellectually? Not how do we define it with words? How do we live it? How do we live our faith? So that's the passage. Let me show you some of the stuff I got. So I have, uh, let's see, this rather lovely model of a solar system. Uh, I have these glasses, which I found on Pastor John's desk. Sorry, John, I promise I'll put them back. Um, let's see. Oh, yes, this goes with the solar system. Got a lovely globe here. We have the mirror, like I showed you. Another prop rolled off the table. Battery, rechargeable, double A, I'm thinking. And then, da da da, last but not least, this enormous PVC pipe that I was very excited to find in the supply closet. So, let's talk about how these things relate to our life of faith. Let's start with the solar system. This was loaned to us during the pandemic by Cadence and Dane Valdivinos. Thank you to them. Hopefully they're okay that we still have it. Um, and so the solar system, as Dane and Cadence could tell us, um, this is what our solar system looks like. But we did not always know that that was the case. Of course, for a long time, we thought that the Earth, our planet, was the center of the solar system. Um, and that everything revolved around us. And um, when they finally discovered that uh, we are not the center of the solar system, in fact, here's us here, in fact, the sun is the center, it was really hard to convince people to change their minds about this. It took hundreds and hundreds of years um, for people to shift their thinking that we're not actually the center of things, that we actually um, are orbiting around the sun. And that, to me, that just seems like the perfect metaphor for the shift in thinking that is required for us to follow Jesus, right? It is about taking ourselves out of the center of our own universe and placing God at the center, placing the way of Jesus at the center. Uh, when I was a kid and I was being kind of a punk, my mom would look at me and say, Muriel, the 
universe, right? Um, but this, this is the challenge to say in all things, okay, this is not about me. It's not about what I want. It's about God. It's about what God wants. So our schedules, our spending, our work, our words, all of it is meant to gravitate around this all-inclusive, other-centered, restoring, reconciling pull of God and Jesus. Ready for object number two? Okay, being a Christian, it means trying to see things as God sees them. And uh, when I think about when I became a Christian, it really is deeper than words how it shifted my view of life and the world and everything in it. But the closest I've ever been able to come is like, it was like going from seeing in three dimensions to seeing in four, right? When we look at life through the lens of faith, there is an added layer of depth of meaning to everything. Um, there's just, I'll take these out. There's just, there's so much more going on in our world than what we see on the surface. Everything has this moreness to it. So a tree, it's not just a tree, it's a gift from a God who loves us and loves to give good things to us. And, and someone you see uh, at the grocery store, they're not just a random person, right? They're, they're a sibling in Christ, part of our family of God and, and death, death when it comes it's not an ending. It's not a period. It's just a comma, a pause, a breath between worlds. It's a new beginning. So taking ourselves out of the center of our own universe and then um, seeing that there is so much more to life than we can see or hear or feel with our five senses. Um, and then there was one more part of being a Jesus follower that I wanted to try and describe for you guys. Um, and I couldn't think of quite the right object, but it's this idea that everything we have is meant to be shared, um, that we can only give what we've already received. And our biggest job is just to pass those gifts along. So like if we've experienced forgiveness and grace, then and only then are we able to extend forgiveness and grace to the people around us. And, and if we have found strength, then we use that to strengthen the people around us. If we've found our voice, then we use it to help other people find their voice. If we um, have received blessings, then, then we turn around and we try and give just as extravagantly as we've been given. And that that's the rhythm of this scripture passage, right? So in the first few verses, um, just Jesus has been teaching and proclaiming and healing. And then he turns around to his disciples and says, okay, now your turn, go teach, go proclaim, go heal. And at the very end, he says, you know what? You have received without payment. So go now and give without payment. And so I was trying to think of something, um, that would represent that. And I did, you know, I thought of this battery, which, um, it's it's a vessel that's sole purpose is to take in power from one source and then pass it to another. Um, or, you know, this this giant pipe, right? Like trying to think of ourselves like a pipe, like a, like a conduit, like a channel um, through which God's grace and mercy and love and blessings can flow. Um, and, and, or the mirror, which, you know, it... Um, Ooh, I can't open it. Let's see. Oh, hey. The mirror, which uh, 
takes that um, reflects back out with what it's taken in. And, you know, all of those are decent images. None of them are, you know, quite capture all of it of this idea. And, and the one other thing that, that came to mind for me uh, is this game that we play in El Salvador. We're, we're going to El Salvador um, on Tuesday, August 9th. We're fil I'm filming this on Thursday, so um, just a few more days. Do pray for us while we're there. But one of the things I've been talking all week with our hosts, we go to two places, Rutilio Grande is a small rural community. Cordero de Dios is a Lutheran church in the city. And um, whenever we go to Rutilio Grande, I've been talking with our hosts about what we're going to do, um, but it's just a given. And the itinerary of the trip changes year to year, but always in Rutilio, and if you've been around a bit, you know what I'm going to say, always in Rutilio, you have to hike up the hill. It's called Cerro Chino. Um, it is, you could even call it the small mountain. It's, you know, pretty flat in the immediate surrounding and then this huge mountain. Um, it was actually used during the Civil War. Guerrilla fighters um, used that space. Uh, but now it's just uh, a beautiful, beautiful bit of country. Sometimes there's cows on there. And it is hard to get to the top. It takes, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half of hiking. And unless, I think, different Unity folks over the years have tried to race up to the top, like really fit people. I think Matt Hilgart did it in, I don't know, 17 minutes or something. But for most of us, it takes like an hour and a half trekking up, up, up the mountain. But once you finally get to the top, there is a grove of trees where you can have shade and everybody can hang out and relax um, and enjoy each other. And so often we play games up there. And one of the games is called Quack Diddly Oso. It's a real thing. I'm not making it up. It's actually... Uh, in English and what you do is is you make a circle and um, you're, you reach your hands out to the people next to you and one of your hands is on top and one of your hands is on the bottom and then other people's hands are over and under yours so you're all connected with by hands in this circle and you sing this song and as you sing this song together you're passing this clapping rhythm around the circle um, and all that makes it sound really beautiful and serene. It's actually a very competitive and high-energy game. And um, at the end, you're clapping faster and faster and faster. And the, at the very end of the song, you're trying to slap that person's hand before they can pull it away. People get eliminated. The circle gets smaller and smaller. But, okay, so don't think about the, like, trying to slap your neighbor. But um, um, just that, think about that image um, and the rhythm and the motion traveling from hand to hand to hand. And I think that's our call, right? This is our call to, to notice the people next to us, um, to see what we've been given, to find a way to <laughs> pass it on, right? Find a way to pass it on. And um, to just trust that there's always more um, to this life than we can see at any one moment. And, and, and then trust that, you know, it's not all about us, right? That um, actually that there's God and Jesus, the son, at the center of it all. And then we just try and live our lives accordingly. Hey. Amen.